It's Tuesday, February 6th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know. To be in the know, torrential rains hammered Southern California, flooding freeways, triggering mudslides that engulfed hillside homes and forcing authorities to rescue people trapped in raging waters. The deluge battered communities from Santa Barbara to San Diego with up to 10 inches of rain falling in some places since Sunday, shattering rainfall records across the region, according to the National Weather Service. About 4.1 inches of rain poured onto downtown Los Angeles on Sunday, breaking the daily record of 2.55 inches of rain set in 1927. It was the third wettest day on record for February, with a high of 4.8 inches set in 1913. The storm also broke rainfall records at Los Angeles International Airport, Long Beach Airport, and Santa Barbara Airport, the Weather Service said. A total of 49 mudslides were reported across Los Angeles, including one that struck two homes in the Studio City neighborhood and resulted in the evacuation of 16 people from those and neighboring properties. In other news, three senators spent four intense months shaping a bipartisan deal designed to sharply cut down on illegal border crossings. Now they have just days to shore up support for the measure as top Republicans and some Democrats criticized their colleagues' work. With an initial Senate vote set for Wednesday, Kirsten Sinema, Chris Murphy, and James Lankford, the bill's authors, are facing blowback from both ends of the political spectrum. Within minutes of the 370-page bill's release Sunday night, lawmakers of both chambers fired off statements swearing they would never vote for it. Others said they would need weeks to comb through it. The fiercest critics took aim at the deal's authors. The deal would establish a new process at the border to deliver fast case resolutions and swift deportations for migrants who don't qualify for asylum. It would also set a higher bar for asylum claims and establish new limits on the number of immigrants claiming asylum. Around the world, King Charles III has been diagnosed with cancer and will postpone public engagements while he receives treatment, Buckingham Palace said Monday, sidelining the relatively new monarch less than 18 months into his reign. The cancer was detected after the king underwent a separate procedure on an enlarged prostate. He began outpatient treatment on Monday. A palace official declined to comment on what kind of cancer the king was suffering from, but confirmed it wasn't prostate cancer. The palace normally keeps royal medical updates to a bare minimum to protect the privacy of the royal family. Back in the U.S., the Justice Department proposed changes Monday to rules governing state-run programs that provide financial assistance to violent crime victims in order to address racial disparities and curb the number of subjective denials of compensation. The proposal from the Justice Department's Office for Victims of Crime, a major overhaul to how states across the U.S. currently handle victims' compensation claims, comes less than a year after an Associated Press investigation exposed that black victims were disproportionately denied in many states, often for subjective reasons rooted in implicit biases that are felt across the criminal justice system. Thousands of Americans each year turn to the state-run victim compensation programs that provide financial assistance to victims of violent crimes. The money is used to help with funeral expenses, physical and emotional therapy, lost wages, and crime scene cleanup. And President Biden will skip a pre-Super Bowl interview for the second year in a row, and his aides argue that it's part of their larger plan 
not a move to avoid having the president answer questions in front of the whole country. Biden advisors told CNN they see skipping the interview, which would have aired as a segment of the pregame show and not during peak viewing hours on the CBS broadcast, as a strategic decision to give Americans a break from the politics of the 2024 campaign. The pregame presidential interview is a relatively young tradition stretching back only to Barack Obama's first year in office. It's also the latest instance of Mr. Biden opting against a high-profile interview with a large audience. That has become a constant source of irritation for the White House press corps, but has also fed questions of whether he is up to doing them. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.